0: or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.
1: Recurrent miscarriage. Recurrent miscarriage is where you persistently get pregnant and unfortunately have a miscarriage. These days we talk about two consecutive miscarriages as being recurrent miscarriages. For the woman that suffers two consecutive miscarriages in this day and age, it is a disaster. Because today, when we get pregnant, we expect the pregnancy to continue. Particularly as most women have planned the timing of the pregnancy and their plans are destroyed by losing the baby. They'd planned to be delivering in nine months' time. They'd planned their life around it. And now with a miscarriage, they have to start again. And when it happens two times, it's incredibly distressing. So what do we do about it? The majority of miscarriages are going to be due to nature's mistakes. In other words, the embryo that was created when the sperm and the egg came together, was actually genetically abnormal. And the research is pretty clear that somewhere between 50 and 70% of miscarriages that get beyond six weeks of pregnancy are caused by genetic abnormalities in the embryo. And it's basically nature stopping them. Those chromosomal abnormalities are caused predominantly by the eggs. We know now that depending on your age, a significant number of eggs that are produced each month are actually genetically abnormal before they start. It's human. Every woman has the same problem. Can we avoid it? Not particularly, not without doing IVF and genetically testing the embryos before we put them back. And that's obviously both an expensive and a stressful process. And we do get to that point sometimes. But the first step is to exclude other causes than just random aneuploidy, random chromosomal abnormalities. Those chromosomal abnormalities may not be random in that the parents might be carrying some genetic aberration themselves. And so the first test that I do is to do the genetic makeup of both the husband, partner and herself. So looking at the male and the female genes to make sure there's no aberrations, translocations or other variations. That's rare. Even after two miscarriages, the chance of finding a translocation are less than one in 150, less than 1%. But if we find it, it means it's something we can do something about. And that's where we would move on to IVF with genetic testing in the embryos to exclude those that carry the parental... Aberration. The other causes that we go looking for a tendency towards blood clotting, which is thought might predispose to miscarriage, where the placental blood vessels clog up, and therefore the baby doesn't get any oxygen, and therefore they don't survive. So that tendency towards blood clotting. There's a series of tests we can do in the blood. Some are about the genetics of blood clotting. Some of them about the actual products of blood clotting. That if they're in excess or they're abnormal, we can reverse using blood thinners. The other area of maternal cause for miscarriages may be the immune system of the mother. Overactivity of natural killer cells has been suggested as a possibility, and that can be suppressed by steroids. There are other things called autoimmune diseases, where the body makes antibodies to some of the cells or parts of cells in the the mother's body, and those antibodies can affect a pregnancy when they cross over in the placenta. So we look for autoantibody disease. The commonest of those is called lupus. The uterus itself anatomically may contribute to recurrent miscarriage. So a congenital abnormality of the shape of the uterus can increase the risk of miscarriage, where there's a septum, a fibrous band down the middle of the uterus, which was caused way back uh, when the baby was only, when the woman was only a baby of nine or ten weeks in her mother's uterus. That can be removed If that's the problem, other things in the uterus that can predispose to miscarriage, abnormalities in the wall of the uterus like fibroids, and certainly removing those if they indent the cavity has been shown to improve the chances of an ongoing pregnancy. Scarring within the uterus is also been shown to be associated with an increase in miscarriage rate. Either imaging with ultrasound and infusion of dye, or actually looking inside the uterus, what's called a hysteroscopy, that can be useful in recurrent miscarriage, just to reassure us that there is no scarring. And when women have had miscarriages and had curettes afterwards, that increases that likelihood that scarring may be an issue. So there are lots of things we can do to investigate. In fact, after two miscarriages, less than 5% of those investigations will actually prove to be positive. And almost always we end up saying, well, we can't find anything wrong. It's most likely the random aneuploidies that you're being unlucky with. That unluckiness is actually like rolling a dice. In a 30-year-old woman, the chance of a miscarriage in every woman is about one in six, which is like a dice, one in six. You throw the dice, you get a six, and sadly, you have a miscarriage. But we've all picked up a dice the second time. And once we rolled it, it's still got a six. In fact, six and six in a row can be helpful when you're playing a board game. But that random event can cause two miscarriages. And you pick the dice up a third time and you still can produce a miscarriage. If you do the statistics, one in 200 odd women will have a miscarriage purely by chance for the third time in a row. Six times six times six. So... It's not that uncommon to have recurrent miscarriage and mostly they're not due to any nastiness in the mother, her uterus, but predominantly due to random chromosomal abnormalities in the baby and it's actually nature getting rid of those rather than let them go forward to be abnormal children. So if you have had two miscarriages, the odds of having a good pregnancy next time, if those tests that I described are all normal, is still over 75%. 75% you'll have a baby in your arms next time without me doing anything. It's a very optimistic position to be in. Do the tests, be reassured and go forward to have your next pregnancy because the odds are on your side. As much as it might be <laughs> inconceivable that there's no problem in the majority there is no problem and you'll be lucky next time. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF journey podcast from the navigation menu.
0: Thank you for listening to the IVF journey with Dr. Michael Chapman the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on one 800 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.